O God, you raised your Son, Jesus Christ, from the dead and exalted him to be the judge of the living and the dead. We praise you for his, this blessed news. We confess our sin, how we fear death, and how we love other things more than we love you, and how we try to exalt ourselves apart from you. Let the judgment of your Son be founded upon the forgiveness he gives to us through your word as a result of his death and resurrection. In his name we pray. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for our meditation comes from the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 39th verse. Please rise. Indeed, we are witnesses of all the things Jesus did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, yet they killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him on the third day and caused him to be seen, not by all the people, but by the witnesses God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify solemnly that he is the one appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives the forgiveness of sins. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Every Christian is taught about Jesus. That seems a little obvious. But what is taught about Jesus is the all-important matter. The important truth about Jesus is summarized in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. And this summary can be easily memorized, and its real meaning can be easily forgotten. But if we take time to think about it, to treasure it in our hearts, it becomes a very precious thing. As Peter said, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. Who is God, after all? He's the one who has given you all things, but he doesn't only give you the things that you have, your house and your home, your family, your clothing and food, your job and abilities. He's also, above and beyond all of this, given you himself. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. By humbling himself in this way, Jesus took up human flesh, placed himself under obedience to the law, perfectly obeyed that law, which no human being has ever done before. But because all human beings had disobeyed the law of God and all human beings were subject to death, Jesus, because he was the everlasting God and the source of life, was certainly not subject to, to death, but he kept that law with perfect holiness and earned life. And yet Jesus died. On the cross, he died the death of a criminal. But what's worse, he suffered the pain of hell, which means to be separated from and abandoned by God. He cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is the Aramaic for, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Scripture teaches us that when God had created mankind and when he had given the first human beings, Adam and Eve, all kinds of good things, providing for all their needs, the devil slithered in and tempted them to disobedience. And so man fell into sin, death, 
and evil. And as a result, he fell under the wrath of God, the judgment, earning for themselves and for all their descendants eternal damnation, which each of us also earns for ourselves as well. But the Son of God came from heaven to help us because he had compassion on us. He loved us, us who had no right to think we deserved such love, but he kicked out the devil and all his allies who ruled over us, death and sin and all the powers of hell, and Jesus took up rulership instead. He is the Lord of life, righteousness, every blessing, and salvation. He's delivered us from the jaws of hell and made us free, bringing us back into God's favor and grace. And here's how he did it. The Son of God was conceived by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary so that he became flesh and dwelled among us, a fully human being, yet without sin. And despite being perfect, he suffered, died, and was buried, paying the price for sin so that you were redeemed from your empty way of life handed down to you from your sinful forefathers, not with things that pass away, such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb without blemish or spot. He didn't need to do this for himself. Jesus had nothing to pay for himself. He was already the perfect and eternal son of God with life in himself. But he chose to love you. He chose to share that life. He chose to enter into death. And by doing so, death is swallowed up in victory. Jesus rose from death, breaking the teeth of that predator, and he himself swallowed up death. Forty days after rising from the dead, Jesus ascended into heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father. And this means we no longer see him physically on this earth, but it also means that he has taken up a position of exaltation and power and authority. He rules over all creation from that seat, and he will return. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne all the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats in order to judge them. Even the dead will rise and be judged. But the hope, the certain and sure promise of hope is this, that he is the one appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. So when he judges... He will look at the faith that he has given to his people and judge based on that that they are righteous. So although we cannot see Jesus physically present, he is with us. As he promised, he said, In fact, where two or three have gathered together in my name, there I am among them. It is where one shares the name of Jesus with another, shares this message of forgiveness, shares the body and blood of Jesus and the sacrament of Holy Communion, pours the name of Jesus on a person through the sacrament of baptism, Jesus is there. Jesus is a shepherd, the good shepherd. Such great love caused him to become your brother in flesh, to take your place under the law, to give you his own righteousness. In his love, he hopes to maintain you in this place, to keep you in faith until you close your eyes in the sleep of death, until he returns to raise you and all his beloved sleeping dead ones to life. If he dwells in you by faith, then when he returns on the last day, he will look at your record. He will see what you have done. If you examine yourself, everything you've done in secret being exposed, this can be a terrifying thought. But instead, Jesus will show you the faith that he has put in you and held you in by continuing to share with you his word and divine service, devotion, Bible study, 
And that faith will show his perfect record instead of your record that stained with many sins, a record that he took away onto himself and purged completely. And then he will say to you, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Your hope, your assurance is this, that these words are meant for you. You will hear these on the last day. By his resurrection, he has led the way to show the perfect righteousness he gives you. And he also gives you in this great love his own eternal inheritance in heaven. Something he's also given to your loved one, Paul, who has passed in the faith. Amen. O God, the Father in heaven, have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Spirit, true comforter, have mercy upon us and grant us your peace. Amen.